And there's also an A with the, the umlaut out of it, which is the ah sound, like hats and bats and cats. That's that's the Bastin. That's the Bastin. Yeah, <laughs> that's like what, what O like sounds like, like in Boston. Umlaut. Like when you're pooping out of your cat. Yeah. A with the umlaut. Down by the pack. <laughs> pack your cat. I packed the cat and pooped out of it. Go Pats. <laughs> Pats. Pats would have the two dots. <laughs> Sixty-eight. It's a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it is with some guys on the worldwide phone there. After a few tries, and I was just troubleshooting an issue with my headphone jack, and that's not the problem. So I'm gonna just set it aside and worry about it later. You th- you think it's your earbuds? I don't know what it is. I've had problems. I mean, the earbuds are not, I've had them not, you know, kind of, they kind of crept out of me once or twice. Like one of them would go out, but I also like, I unplugged the earbuds and I plugged in, I've got like a little round speaker that sits here that I, you know, I use when I don't want to wear the earbuds and that isn't pick, picking up either, but the, the speaker in my laptop is working fine, which means my sound card is probably fine. I haven't lost sound. Um, it could be something in between a problem yeah but it was, I, I literally was using it yesterday <laughs> like for hours yesterday well um you remember the my old laptop that i used to record the show on the one i had before this laptop sure i remember all of your computers <laughs> well it has a uh it has a audio daughter card which is separate from the motherboard that has all the audio ports on the left side um, and that thing, something in that went bad and it fritzed up the whole computer. Like it made it impossible for me to record the show. Well, that's I, every, everything about the laptop is working fine, except, and I've had it, I've had trouble before. Like when I'm trying to use Google Hangouts or zoom or something where something doesn't quite want to, like the earphones don't want to go. And I've, I've done a reboot and I, we're not going to troubleshoot. We're not yeah. going to spend the episode troubleshooting. The point is, you know. We are using Zoom today. Happening. I'll, I'll, fi- I'll figure it out. It'll, it'll all work out. Don't worry about it. I can actually see the two of you. Yeah, we're on Zoom this time. Um, I, could, the, uh, I suppose I could, I could go downstairs and get my, uh, my webcam off of my work computer and put it up here. Sure. Why don't we talk about doing that now on the episode rather than before <laughs> when we could have talked about it? Oh, well, you guys don't get to look at me. That's okay. I know what you look like. I didn't. Uh, I didn't uh, put my makeup on this morning, so I wasn't expecting to be on camera. Oh, I'm Craig. I'm Mike, and here we are. And we have a guest. Yes, let's get. Uh, who's sitting there patiently with his microphone muted? Here he is. Welcome back, Kurt. Good morning. The audience doesn't know this, but we're recording this at 3 a.m. on a Tuesday because time doesn't exist anymore. That's right. <laughs> I just saw something. It was like, um, oh, what was it? It was like 30 days, half September, April, June, and November. All the rest have 31 except March, which has 8,000. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
Yeah, I've I've been seeing those uh, those memes float around too, and I've only been working at home for a few days, so I'm kind of like I'm, I'm I'm already tired of them, but I know that I will also identify them identify with them in about three weeks. Um, I don't know. Not, I'm 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 not totally there. unbothered by the situation still, but like you said, three three more weeks. I'm I'm only three weeks into it. Working, you also live with someone and have and have pets. Uh, I am completely pet. alone right now. You have neighbors, though. You can hear other people and see see other no, people outside. No, I can't. Outside. I have actually, I actually have good neighbors. Finally, for once oh. in my life in this apartment <laughs> building, the guy that lives right over here behind me and the people that live over there, I don't hear them. That's nice. What about I've the people above you? In the past, I don't have them right now. <laughs> I can literally go like a whole weekend and not hear anybody around me. The road outside is louder than my neighbors are. Yeah. Yeah, the train. Yeah, I and was gonna train. say you still get trains. We're, gonna, we're probably gonna, gonna hear least, that occasionally. Yeah, you're gonna sit there and like n- start knocking on the window and waving at the train as it goes by. Hi, train. Yeah, I was I was looking out the window at just at the cars driving by, going, "Oh, look, people. That's what people look like." <laughs> iTunes is having on the TV a, screen. Um, don't count because they're not real. Yeah, iTunes is having a uh, a sale for uh, movies of the decade for all the decades. And for the 80s, you can get um, Stand By Me, speaking of trains, train for $5. <laughs> I bought Ferris Bueller's Day Off because I didn't own it. So um, now Five I have that. American dollars. Five American dollars. <laughs> so maybe I'll get Stand By Me, too. I for- I've forgotten about that. That was at the toward the beginning of the list, and I just kept scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And by the time <laughs> I got to the end, I forgot about it until just now when we mentioned trains. You know we, how we've talked maybe about Maybe I am going like- insane. <laughs> You know how we've talked about. Um, I take that back. No, how it how is affecting the, me. The, the, the things that were kind of part of our youths and, and younger lives. Our youths, and and whether or not uh, the you know Gen Z or even the millennials like recognize or you know like can, can they? Um, yeah, that's uh Can they? Can you know? Can they? What's what's what sort I'm looking for? I'm blanking. Uh, can they relate to those yes. things? Right. We're gonna and have a whole show about that in four weeks. Yeah, we've got a we've got a Gen Zer coming on the show. To talk about exactly that but um i found myself thinking like you know there was a point where i was <laughs> flipping through um uh netflix looking for something to watch and i'm like flip 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 and just kept going and i was like oh boy this reminds me of walking around blockbuster yep <laughs> except i had to go somewhere to do it yep and now i can just i can walk around my personal blockbuster on my tv screen um, from home so like you know a younger generation they have that experience which is like not really different other than i had to get in my car or walk somewhere well yeah it's like um, how i used from just to, walking uh, around blockbuster to look for something i, I mean i used used to do that when you just flip through the cable channels yeah when, when, when you got something. cable and you had like 300 channels you were like flip flip, 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 flip and they flip. didn't have the guide and you didn't, yeah, <laughs> you didn't stay on one station because you were you lived in fear that something better was on 20 stations down the line. <laughs> well, that's not changed. Everybody's in constant fear that there's something better to be watching. FOMO. Yeah. yeah. I, there are there are literally shows that are happening out there that like 20 years ago, I would be watching that if it was available because there wouldn't be a billion shows to yeah. choose from. And I'm like, there's something better than that out there. There's something that's more for me than that, even though that is very much for me. You just have to find it. Good yeah. luck. <laughs> it's, it's there somewhere. 
You can't just Google search what show will Craig like best. Well, there was a time when I would go to the video store and I'd be like, okay, we're just going to work our way through the horror section when I was watching a lot of horror movies, right? And now I flip through Netflix or whatever and I'm like, oh, that looks kind of interesting as a horror movie. Flip. You know, it's like I don't even consider watching it because I'm like, certainly there's something that's got more stars or that has like, you know, one name that I recognize in it or Ooh, we should, um, we should start being recommended or something. Craig, we should start making lists of uh, of things to ask our Gen Z guest about. And I just thought of one. New release wall. <laughs> yeah, the new release wall, that's, yeah. Well, we could, we could, <laughs> we could postulate about that, but let, yeah, let's leave it on the, uh, on the burner. Sure. Um, and, and think of things like that. Hey, hey uh, um, older listeners, <laughs> listeners who are like 30 and up, 35 and up um think of something from your childhood that was like you know ubiquitous that was kind of like a thing that you did right something some part of pop culture or or, or everyday life and and shoot us an email at what mike nurburger show at gmail.com and tell us know. you know just just make you don't have to go into a big story although if you want to tell us a story you can that's that's fine but just like list you know list the things that you think of um, and we'll talk to the Gen Zer and say, like, what's what's your version of this now? Like, yeah, maybe with example, all the staying is, at home, people the, will actually email us for the new releases. Maybe people will actually email us now that they're all staying from home and are bored yeah, to death. I've got nothing better to do. Yeah, imagine I know. If, go ahead. Sorry, imagine if Netflix, like, you went to the new release section on Netflix, and there was a new movie out, but they'd only allow five people from your community to watch it at one time. <laughs> <laughs> That's and you the had, release section. And you could you could take it out of the digital place, but you had to watch it in like the next two days. Yeah. Or it would get yoinked back. And then you get charged for it. <laughs> yeah, and then you get charged extra for it. Oh, I think I, I think I had that in the in my news from last week that we didn't get to. There's the the internet archive. Did you see this? About um may, may as well play that. Not that doing things in order matters anymore in the uh, news, Mike? timelessness <laughs> that we chaos, ha- are experiencing. Chaos yes. world. Um, the uh, Internet Archive has has a library where they let people check books out, but only you know one person is allowed to check a book out at a time, or maybe it's five people or something like that. But they they uh, took the limits off of that, and all like a, a bunch of people who have you know a giant wad of um copyright law stuck in their ass constantly are all upset <laughs> because the books are free and they're not they're like these special pdfs that you need special software to look at and it's timed it, it's that you you're still checking them out you're not getting them for free but they're you know certain people are all upset about this and it's like relax ass wipes they're just checking books out they're just making more books available digitally. Yeah. yeah. It boils down to something. I actually watched a great video on this on YouTube, you know, because that's where I watch TV now. <laughs> <laughs> a few days ago, basically about how our, copy, our copyright law is so far behind our technology right now. It's ridiculous. It's oh, yeah. Just, yeah. Copyright law is still designed for the days when things were owned by big publishing houses and everyone had a legal team and all that type of stuff. And it's not that way anymore. And the, the law hasn't even come close to catching up. Yeah, that's not surprising. So yeah, go check out the Internet Archives library and read books. 
on your screen, on one of your many screens that you're living your life through right now. Or oh, get the Kickstarter. Amazon Prime and read, read your Kindle. <laughs> there you go. Real, real quick note from Craig, um, so I don't forget about it till the end of the episode. The Kickstarter's rolling along. It's been a little slow the last few days. Um, I don't know what, why. It might just be a slowdown. It might be suddenly everybody's tightening their belts and pinching their pennies. Um, we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's nothing I can do about it other than just end the campaign, which I don't want to do. So, um, but it's uh, how many it's, stretch it's goals? Four. What's that? How many stretch goals yet? Four. Four down. I don't know. I'm asking you. You're the guy running it. <laughs> I gotta double check where I'm at. Yeah, four down. Hey. We hit the fourth stretch. one, and then we had somebody drop out at a, lar- a larger tier, and that dropped us below the threshold. Oh. One. But now, but now we are back up it's, above it. It's climbed back up. That's good. Yeah, that's happened to me before too. I, I sat for like an entire day waiting for another <laughs> pledge to come in because I was like, somebody put us over by like five dollars, and I'm like, I'm gonna say this stretch goal is full and then fulfilled, and then like five minutes later, somebody's gonna cancel. Um, because I and and that happens because you send out an update telling people, hey, we hit a stretch goal, and somebody goes, oh, that's right, I backed for this thing, but I don't have a lot of money right now. Cancel. <laughs> I, there, there is definitely a correlation with uh, every time I send out an update, there, there's an increased chance that I will see a cancellation hmm. because it reminds people that they put money towards something. Yeah. And they, and they, you know, some people will second guess or have uh, budget problems, you know, issues that, you know, they got to deal with. That's fine. But it I was, does happen. I was just, just sort of related, but it just occurred to me is there an inflection point between panic buying and board buying (laughs) (laughs) and have have we reached it yet or is is it very far off (laughs) i i don't know entirely because i'm at the point now where where i'm like i can just shop during the day while i'm waiting on my 3d um design program hang on a second i have a sound effect for that it's boring. You're boring, everybody. Quit boring, everyone. Well, I'm waiting for that program to do its thing over the over the internet, and I find myself going on Amazon and looking and eBay and looking at things, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not. I shouldn't be spending money, but I'm. But I have to wait, and um. But hopefully next week I will wait less because I I did actually buy something. I bought I bought something from Home Depot, and I had them deliver it to me. <laughs> Because I didn't want to leave the house, and and they were willing to deliver it to me. I purchased a 150 foot Ethernet patch cable. (laughs) So that's like when you go buy like the giant spool of of Ethernet cable with like the raw ends on it. Except this has the connectors, the male connectors on both ends, and and I uh, very um, deliberately uncoiled it, and I only needed 75 feet. And I, I actually ordered a hundred foot cable, but they were out of stock, and 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 so I ended up getting the hundred and fifty foot. But um, so I ran it from behind the TV where all of that stuff is, and uh, behind all the furniture in our family room. Craig, you've been there. Kurt, you've been there too. Yeah. And then and then out into the into the front hall and around the corner, <laughs> and then along the wall back behind all the stuff in the in what is the formal living room which is where my office is now my work office and and around to the computer and so now and i've increased my download speeds by 12.2 times 
by doing that because I was just far enough away from the Wi-Fi with one of those tiny little USB dongle things providing Wi-Fi to my work computer because it doesn't have Wi-Fi. Dongle is a funny word. Uh, oh, I know. I prediction love it. for the remaining 75 feet of Ethernet. <laughs> when Mike and Allison decide <laughs> to move into a new house, whenever that happens, here's from now, he's going to discover this giant spool of 75 feet of ethernet and he's going to be like should i throw this out or give this to somebody who could use it or should we take it with us because you never know when you're going to need 75 feet of ethernet no no it's it's uh it's spool. And he's going to take it along with him and it's going to be you know in the back of a closet somewhere no it's all still the same cable it's all still one cable it's just the end oh. that is that is at the computer that 75 feet is still coiled up and twist tied together <laughs> sitting boy. next to the computer That's behind the computer <laughs> i'm i'm waiting for mike someday in a month from now when he's still stuck at home be like you know what i can move my office outside for a couple days <laughs> i have an extra 75 feet yeah it's long enough you i could able, could you make it from your yes. uh router all the way to the creek <laughs> no no but i could i could get i could get out to the deck okay very easily yes hey could you make it to the street right in front of your house could you go into your car Park your car on the street no. by the no. mailbox. Oh, no, I, you could run an Ethernet cable. You could I get put, close. You could put something inside the mailbox and and scare the the, the, the letter carrier. <laughs> <laughs> put, put get like a, a a cheap old iPad Mini off of eBay or something. Yeah, and uh, with like a scary face. <laughs> no, just have it have it connected to um my computer with my webcam, and I could just talk to the the mail carrier. Hey. Hey, I see you have that that package that if you bend it and ruin the thing inside, it'll just fit in my mailbox. But could you actually bring that up to the door, please? Thank you. And not ruin the thing that's inside on the package that says do not bend, jackass. Well, just lay it on the ground and I'll be out there in a moment. Yeah. Just set it on top of the on top of the mailbox. Thanks. Oh, that's a great idea for a, a million dollar idea, internet. Here you go. Somebody want to take this and run with it. A stamp that says do not bend, jackass. <laughs> <laughs> stamp that on stop. I did buy something off of off of eBay an, an adapter and uh as part of getting all of this stuff going and working correctly in the house. And uh <laughs> I kind of want to give this person bad feedback because what they did is they took this thing. It was in a in a box, a small cardboard box, and they uh, they wrapped it in one of those plastic envelopes. You know the ones I'm talking about. They're white on the outside and like gray on the inside. I'm not sure what the actual. They're kind of stretchy plastic, and they're, they're the ones that you you know you have to tear open the one end. Sometimes there's a perforation, and other times there's not. I don't know what those are called, though. But you guys know what they are, right? Yes. Okay. I guess. But it was wrapped very tightly in one of these. And then it was it was also wrapped in eBay tape completely. Like, three times. And it was very, very tight. <laughs> and I had to very methodically, like, pick it open with the, the very point of a box cutter. And it took me, like, 20 minutes to open it. 20 minutes, whatever that means in today's world. <laughs> no, it was 20 actual minutes. I know because um, dinner was ready and Allison was, had already fixed hers and taken it into the dining room, which is the sofa, and um, <laughs> was almost finished eating by the time I 
got that thing open. I think I'm going to take a star off that that rating. Anyway, <laughs> what else is news? Are we doing news? We could, I suppose. <laughs> well, I we were. Finding, I struggle finding lighthearted, fun news this week. <laughs> I have some. Does nobody have news? Go for it. Um, so last week I had to search the internet for a, a nice picture of Uranus and, um, Craig, I'm glad I could, pro- I'm glad I could provide that to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kurt, you, you, you may be disturbed to know that there are a ton of pictures of Uranus all over the internet. Some That's the appropriate word for it. Some gifts, <laughs> gifts, not gifts, gifts, yes. animated gifts of Uranus. Um, but the. <laughs> The picture that I found that I used for last week's episode came from this article. Uranus blasted a gas bubble 22,000 times bigger than the Earth. Yeah, it farted. Uranus farted. Um, It happened back in 1986, but the NASA just found out about it because they're bored and they're digging through (laughs) the old data from Voyager. Jeez. (laughs) yeah uh oh, let's a see giant gas bubble from uranus is something new <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh da, 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 da. Well, they've scientists have said that space uh, outer space has a smell yeah <laughs> and what is that smell oh my god i don't remember what it was i remember them talking about it a couple of years ago yeah you looked that up while i read this gina DeBraccio and Daniel Gershman of NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center um, were digging through the old Voyager stuff and found the evidence of the big fart. So how long was that fart unknown? Since. Do you actually, do we have any timeline? It says it happened in 1986. So we've got 24 years since, uh, 24 years. 34. 30 years fart. <laughs> 34. Now, I would be more impressed if it wasn't if it you know if it wasn't because of Voyager data, but was instead because you know space has a smell, and the, <laughs> the astronauts in the International Space Station are up there right now saying, well, you know, space smells um, burnt. It smells kind of acrid and metallic, much like charred meat or welding fumes. And then at some point, somebody's out there on a spacewalk and they go, smells like a fart like like it was a slow creeper you know like one of those ones that takes a while to get across the room <laughs> like it took from 1986 till now yeah. to make it from that orbit yeah there was a uh, a 60 second increase and then drop in the magnetic field they called they said do you, do you think that's a plasmoid plasmoids are charged globs of atmosphere blown out into space when the solar wind whips around planets Losing such blobs can dramatically transform a world over a long period of time, and studying them can provide insight into how planets live and die. So that's why we care about them. Um, researchers have spotted them pinching off wah, wah, from various planets, but the magnetic belch Voyager 2 sailed through was a first for Uranus. Quote, we expected that Uranus would likely have plasmoids. <laughs> However, we didn't know exactly what they would look like. Doctor... <laughs> Could you take a look at my, at, yeah. Could you take a look at these 
Now, do you think like you're reading a, you're reading an article that was written and somebody wrote it and rewrote it and edited and looked at it, whatever, made sure that it all you know was written up and made sense. But do you think there was like within NASA, there was perhaps a meeting or a conference of some sort and somebody had to get up and describe what they had discovered. And there was and they're so they're speaking it out loud in the moment. And there, you think there was a lot of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, in either from the speaker or from the audience. Oh, sure. I'd like, there, I'd like to think there was at least a little, you know, that there were some smirks in the room because I want to, like, scientists are scientists and, you know, they're smart and all that fun stuff, but I, I want to think that they all kind of were like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this planet. At least some of them. <laughs> oh, 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 how many are there on, on Uranus? 69? <laughs> no, no was... there's a ring around Uranus. <laughs> There are rings around um, yeah. Uranus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, and it's that blue. is something that has been discovered since I was a child. When, yeah. I was a, when I was a kid learning about the solar system, only Saturn had rings. It also only had like three moons. And now it's got yeah. like a bajillion. Uh-huh. Of course, yeah. the definition of moon has changed too a lot. It's like, so it's is like the definition the, of planet. It's the size of a softball and it's orbiting the planet. Yeah. <laughs> That's a moon. <laughs> no. Is it really? Well, by that Pluto's definition, not a planet, that's not a moon. Yeah. I'm sorry. By that definition, every every or most of the chunks in the rings are moons. So Saturn has eight billion moons, and the Sun has you know a billion moons as well. Yeah. The asteroids, <laughs> the asteroid belt. Is that are those moons? Can, are moons only around planets? I love how there's moons around moons in certain places. Yeah, that's fun. Moonception. <laughs> Are the only I, real moons around Uranus, though? I, I don't know. <laughs> um, I have to. For, I have to, for I, Capers Offworld, one of the uh, illustrations of one of the planets has a moon with rings. I put rings around the moon. Why one not? Moons. I'm sure that exists somewhere. Yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson's going to debunk you. <laughs> That's fine. He can do yeah. that. He's got nothing better to do. That's okay. Yeah, he can't really hang out at the Hayden Planetarium these days, so... Yeah, he's got to debunk this podcast, because he can't go places to debunk things. <laughs> wow. You know what? Neil deGrasse Tyson, if you want to come on the show and debunk stuff that we've said, we will have you on this podcast. I have no problem with it. I think he would be fascinating to talk to. I might learn something. And I like learning You'd get nerd burgered. And, 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 and when, when somebody comes and teaches you something and they do it in an entertaining and interesting way, that's the best kind of learning because it requires no work on my part whatsoever. And in fact, hopefully it's even entertaining. Like they can make it fun and funny. That's, I love that kind of learning because I'm lazy. <laughs> you want more goofy news? Uh, uh, okay. Because I've I got, got goofy news. I've got one here. News. I've been, oh, well, go, go ahead with your goofy news. What's news, Craig? <laughs> okay. Um, did you know that Pablo Escobar had four hippos as pets? I did not I know do that. Now. <laughs> um, and they were, and there were male and females among them. And so when Escobar um, was, uh, you know, well, when his reign of terror ended, shall we put it that way? Sure. Um, the hippos uh, were set free, apparently, because I guess like Columbia had like, you know, like, well, we could send them back to Africa, or we could just let them go. So they let them go, and now there's 80 hippos in Colombia. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, 
And, uh, you know, because they're not native to Colombia, there were, you know, people are, a lot of people were looking at them as an, what quote unquote invasive species. And they're doing things that are upsetting. Uh, worried about like, you know, hippo feces is, is causing problems in the, uh, the, the waterways that. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah, from 80 hippos? <laughs> what? <laughs> the feces from 80 hippos is causing measurable problems in waterways. If all those, if all 80 of those hippos are in one waterway. Yeah, sure. <laughs> those are big animals they eat a lot of food um but you know they're doing a bunch of stuff right and they're they're invasive but it seems that the uh some, some scientists are thinking that the hippos um are playing biological roles similar to that of mammoths giant sloths and giant wombats during the late pla- late pleistocene period in that area which actually had those animals at the time so that there's actually things that they are doing that is actually helping the environment as well because you know, nothing is just good or just bad. Everything kind of comes with doses of each. Um, but uh, let's see, what were some of the things they were saying? Un- unintended good consequences in yes, addition to playing, the bad uh, consequences. Like, uh, that, that feces that's going in there might be playing a keystone role in boosting fishery productivity because it's putting nutrients. Because let's face it, feces is like it's fertilizer. Fertilizer, right? sure. So it's going to help algae and, and plant life and everything in the, in the waterways gl- grow, which will in turn um, provide more food for fish provide provide food for fish and fishery productivity um so there's a yeah there's a there's like a whole debate going on about whether or not the 80 um as they call them the 80 <laughs> cocaine hippos um <laughs> nice are actually wreaking havoc on the local ecosystem or whether they're restoring some ecological functions that have been lost well there are positives and negatives to cocaine so that's that's fair. You can get a lot done <laughs> under <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> cocaine. If you look at just the positive side effects of cocaine, it looks like a wonder drug. <laughs> <laughs> I was just watching the foods that made us um, on whatever channel it's on because I watch everything off of uh, streaming um, and don't pay attention to what channel it actually came from when I'm on Hulu. Um, but the foods that made us, they got into the discussion of, of Coca-Cola. And when Coca- when Coca Cola yeah. had cocaine cocaine in it, and it was like a wonder curative, like people were thinking, was like, this is a cure all that will take care of all of your problems. And then they slowly, it'll just make you not care. They slowly discovered that, uh, well, no, it's it's a there's there's a lot of other problems that it causes, and so eventually they took it out. They took the they took the active ingredients out. The coca leaf, there's still extract of coca leaf in Coca Cola. Yes. In fact, um, I believe they said. This don't quote me, but I I think it's like it's the only food or drink in the United States that imports coca leaf because they 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 slapped you know there came a point where they slapped the <laughs> the order on it saying no 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 we're not going to be bringing that in putting that in our food <laughs> but Coca Cola already had such a following that they still use the the extract as part of like one of the you know multiple ingredients that make that gives Coca Cola part of their secret recipe flavor yeah. yeah. Um, and of course, it was being developed and put into Coca-Cola because the creator of Coca-Cola had a morphine addiction. <laughs> <laughs> well, because um, we all know the safest thing you can do is mix your uppers with your downers. <laughs> yeah, watch the foods that made us. It's really kind of interesting. They have uh, each episode is like an hour and a half long. It's a big commitment for an episode, but there's only three episodes total. But uh, they get into like this. The first one gets into it talks about Coca-Cola and it gets into Kellogg and Post and like the cornflake wars that started all of like the quick breakfast. Before, yeah, Kellogg before that. is a weirdo. That story is yeah. The well, the Kellogg's of the two the Kellogg brothers because one of basically they they invented granola, 
Yeah. Um, and then eventually they accidentally invented cornflakes by leaving granola out and it got soggy. So they ran it through a press and flattened it out and it became cornflakes. Um, and one of the Kellogg's wanted, they, like, they, they, they served the granola and the stuff they were developing at the Kellogg Sanitarium. Oh, yeah. Which is, not, which is, which is like a health resort. There's a movie, yeah. The Road yeah. to Wellville, which is just nuts. It's absolutely yeah. insane. And, and people See found it. It, it, go, was, go watch it, it was very popular with the people who were there. And the other Kellogg brother said, we should sell this to everybody. And the Kellogg brother who ran the, the resort place was like, no, this is for the people who come here. It's going to be a draw, you know, part of, part of the wellness stuff that we're doing all the, you know, some many, much of which is like just, you know, hokum. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Completely garbage homeopathy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but they're, you know, they, they sold all that stuff as part of the package deal that when you went there. So then, but then the sanatorium burned down. <laughs> And the, there became yeah. a power struggle and, and money exchanged hands over uh, the recipes for everything. And that's where uh, Kellogg brand cereals were born. The Battle Creek Sanitarium. Yeah. Battle and Creek that's, that's only part of um, that episode. Like, it's really, it's, it's interesting. Because uh, before, before cornflakes, it was like, you know, breakfast, you, you spent time. You had to make breakfast. <laughs> Cereal and milk was what made breakfast quick. In the road to Wellville, Dana Carvey plays George Kellogg. I, I don't remember <laughs> Dana that. Dana Carvey, really? Yeah. What kind of voice was he doing? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember John Cusack being in it. Is he doing like Ross Perot there? <laughs> Probably. Oh. Right, people come in here and eat the grape nuts. <laughs> Put on the vibrator belt. <laughs> they did have the vibrator belt, yeah. The vibrator belt, you know, that big thing they hook up around you. We'll, we'll shake the fat off of you. No, you won't. <laughs> it's science. <laughs> what else is news oh keeping with the theme kurt i've been saving this one for you yay massachusetts cereal pooper busted for defecating in parking lot eight times oh it's, a new one. is it it's cereal as in kellogg's cornflakes ah <laughs> cereal pooper because oh, you know corn passes right through you right it's good well, for the bowels cornflakes <laughs> Yeah, Andrea. Is this guy a high school principal? It's a <laughs> woman. It was. It's Massachusetts woman. Oh, oh. And you gotta, you gotta look at the. Um, I should have sent this to you before beforehand. You gotta look at the. Her mugshot is priceless. It looks like a, like stock photo of um crying woman mugshot. <laughs> <laughs> like it's priceless. Andrea Grocer was busted for pooping eight times in a store parking lot. Um, Just found it. <laughs> do you see it? In an hour or? like In a month. Oh, in a month. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The Nat- Natick Outdoor Store. Uh, police said they have been investigating since the fecal matter began showing up last month. Uh, at first, workers thought it was an animal, but then they noticed toilet paper and other wipes, items animals would not have access to. Yeah, said. that's always the thing with the cereal pooper. They take their toilet paper with them. This yeah. happened in the last story too. We yeah. talked about. Yeah. After stake, take the paper with them. Yeah. After staking out the site, the <laughs> cops allegedly spotted Grocer letting her bowels loose out of the door of her 2018 Lincoln MKX SUV. All right, all right, all right. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on. <laughs> out the door. That implies that her <laughs> legs are on the seat of the car. 
She's somehow balancing in the door it's frame. Just her butt hanging out over the edge of the door frame. Right. She didn't actually get out and, and squat. squat. She... Okay. Yeah. However, she was uh, allegedly seen waiting 10 minutes for a nearby train and other traffic to clear out before doing the deed. Um, oh, okay. Well, she wants, she's, she's, a, she's a nervous pooper. She needs well, a privacy. When, when confronted, she told the officer that she had irritable bowel syndrome and was on her way to her job as a nanny. However, they saw her waiting. <laughs> the officer then called her employer, who confirmed she could have just pooped at their house. Now, how does that phone call go? <laughs> Hello, uh, Mr. Uh, Crabapple. Yeah, this here is uh, uh, Officer uh, Rossi from the uh, local uh, police department there here. And, uh, I was what can I do for you, officer? <laughs> I was calling in regards to your employee, uh, Ms. Grocer. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Good employee. Good I, employee. I, 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 uh, I just wanted to confirm two things uh, with you. Uh, 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 the first, uh, Number one, uh, that she is, in fact, your employee there. She works as a nanny. Um, yes, she's a, I, I employ her as a nanny. That's correct. Yes. And, uh, and I would also like to confirm number two, uh, is she allowed to use, is she allowed to use your bathroom there? And if so, is she allowed to go number two? Um, she's free to use our bathroom. What is this about officer? <laughs> I, I need to come by and, uh, and, uh, take your statement in person there. Uh, I'll be over in about a half an hour. Thank you very much. Yeah, these... Marge, the nanny's pooping outside again <laughs> as he hangs up the phone. Yeah, Bob and Marge crab apple. <laughs> what oh, you wow. find out is that the place where she works as a nanny, they don't have they they have only have an outhouse. <laughs> she just thinks this is how you poop. You poop outdoors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how we taught. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wicked. Now you're welcome to you're not you're not you're welcome to tinkle on the toilet, but no twosies. <laughs> Take a wicked poop out the car. <laughs> That's true, Massachusetts. <laughs> so I hung my ass out the car and I took a w- wicked crap. Go pats. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Store owner Henry Canner said he couldn't understand why she did it but that he was flush with excitement at her arrest. You know what? You know what? No, not boo. And I'll tell you why. Because somewhere out there, and I want to be this person, I think, is that I want to be the reporter that, like, reports for the, I don't know, the feces.com, you know, whatever, like some news, like... (laughs) Fecal Enthusiast Magazine. Yes, exactly. <laughs> who, gets to write, who gets to write those types of jokes. But if you do enough of them, you kind of start, you, you know, you start to repeat yourself. So you have to really challenge yourself. So that was, that was an easy job, an easy joke, right? The, you know, flush with excitement, whatever. But just think about like what that might inspire people to do and come up with <laughs> for, uh, for uh, one of these stories down the road where they might really kind of put a a really uh, like a good uh, joke grenade kind of zinger in there where you don't quite get that it's uh, a poop joke in the writing until like a minute later. You're like, oh, I see what you did. I'm, I'm all for that. Puns are ponderful. I love them. Well, I have, I've evacuated uh, my, <laughs> I've evacuated my news bowels. Okay. That's for this episode. Yeah. yeah. Is that the kind of joke you're talking enough. about? That's probably good enough for news. I do want to throw out there just as a note, too, because I've been home a lot. 
and I I have more time on my hands because I don't have to drive to and from work, um, and I don't have to take a shower if I don't want to in the morning, um, and I can basically be you know up whatever hours I want to be and so forth. That I actually started watching um, Tales from the Loop on Amazon Prime uh, when it came out yesterday, Friday. Watched, I've seen the first four episodes. It's a really good little show. I'm really digging it. You should check it out. It's only eight episodes total, hour long a piece. Um, it's an anthology series, but with um, connected characters. There's characters that cross over, but each episode is its own story. Cool. We um we watch all of Star Trek Picard, and we are like the rest of the world. Six of ten episodes through Ozark season three, as of last <laughs> night. We're roughly we're like two or three hour long episodes a night <laughs> on the Kurt, streaming. What are you what are you blasting your way through? Uh last week when I was on spring break with quote, big fingers. Because yeah. <laughs> what does spring break mean? <laughs> yeah, aren't you on summer break now? No. <laughs> are you still I have to do remote learning? <laughs> oh, okay. As a band director. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> anyway. Um, I've gotten back into watching, I watched, I've been through a series in just a couple days last week called the, the Valhalla Mur- Murders. Ugh, hard to spit out Valhalla Murders. Valhalla Murders, Valhalla Murders, Valhalla Murders, Valhalla Murders, Valhalla Murders. Valhalla murders. <laughs> Nicely done. Craig's right. Um, I'm good at this. <laughs> you are very good. <laughs> so I've kind of gotten back into something I was, I was watching semi-regularly until maybe a year ago of what's called Nordic Noir television so to please be, to be clear yeah please explain what that is yeah so sometimes people will say scandinavian noir first of all it's not alliterative so it's dumb <laughs> <laughs> and second of all there's a difference between scandinavia and scandinavian and nordic um how about scandinavian, scandinavian scary cinema except it's tv and books and well whatever <laughs> arguably <laughs> arguably it started with books Especially that's, that's, its popularity in America. You're talking like Steve Larson's Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Okay. I'm just saying that's why they don't call it that. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Scan- Scandinavia is Denmark, Sweden, and Norway. End of story. They are all culturally and geographically and linguistically related to each other. Someone who speaks Norwegian is mostly can follow what a Dane is saying, except they... They say the Dane sounds like they have potatoes in their mouth. And the choice of saying potatoes is probably like, that's a specific <laughs> slur on, on Danish people, right? Probably in some way. I, I'm not as familiar they, with the Danes. And their mouth's not full of carrots. It's full of potatoes. And that means something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the Nordic countries would be those three plus Finland, even though they don't share a common language. And then, of course, the rest of the former kingdom of Denmark, which would be the Faroe Islands, Iceland, and Greenland as well. So this has become kind of a big part of their culture. And it's in the last few years, especially the television has really crept into, uh, into uh, American television, especially on streaming services. I've watched a few different series, and I binged the new one last week. I'm currently now re-watching one I watched last year and watching a new one at the same time. So... Do you, do you like brutal crime, especially in small towns or quiet or safe communities? <laughs> sure. Um, Who doesn't? 
Ask me how many Stephen King novels I've read. <laughs> okay. Do you like a really bleak, dark, stark setting? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. Sounds yeah. like noir, sure. Do you like a tortured protagonist, usually detected with a mysterious or painful past? Is there any Literally other kind tortured? of protagonist? <laughs> Say that again, Mike. Is there any other kind of protagonist? <laughs> and uh, complex plots with multiple threads and twists in them. No, I like, the, I like I like very right simple, mood, boring yes, plots. If I'm in the mood for it. <laughs> yeah, I've really found that in this whole time of despair where everything just looks bleak, I enjoy watching really bleak television. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's also the same reason I've been playing uh, Pandemic 2 on Armor Games with some regularity, where the goal of the game is to kill all of humanity. Oh. <laughs> Craig Craig just shot Kurt the best side eye that you will ever not see or hear on Nerdburger. So, uh, yeah, I watched the Valhalla murders. That one just came out, which just released on Netflix in the last month or two. Um, Takes place in Iceland. And, you know, the the title kind of gives away that there are a bunch of murders at a place called Valhalla which uh, ninja I, assassin you know, what's that movie about <laughs> ninja assassin. um you know a lot of these series are it's essentially following one storyline for one series you'll get sometimes as short as four but usually like eight or ten episodes in a series that are like 45 minutes to an hour telling one complete story with lots of twists and turns along the way lots of time for character development they spend a lot of time just dealing with again that dark bleak setting that you get in a lot of nordic countries you know they emphasize the fact that in this winter time that it's dark all the time or in the summertime that there's the midnight sun and it never goes away all that type of stuff it it it'll probably you know it will make you uncomfortable <laughs> i think that's oh, good. part of the purpose i think it's part <laughs> of the purpose it's supposed to make you a little bit uncomfortable the whole time um and you know the the it's not just like oh it's a murder mystery the detective has to find the murderer no, there's always like multiple layers and there's social and political commentary and there's always more than one crime. And it's, you know, um, you, get, you get a lot of things where it relates back to a lot of times abuse or um, victimization of people. Again, kind of from that social construct point of view, it's, it's absolutely fascinating. And since I'm a big nerd, I like to watch them with the original audio on and read the read the subtitles rather than listen to the English audio. So question you said there's, you said there's, you know, uh, it, it does, does it, is there so much, is, is some of that stuff steeped in cultural stuff? Is there stuff that I will miss that I just won't get because I don't understand some of Iceland it. or Sweden or wherever the thing is set? Some of it. I mean, some of it is just the fact that those crimes are so rare. Okay. No, sure. Murder is so rare that, you know, you get this, community response where people are freaked out of their minds especially like Valhalla murders again murders essentially Plural. it's a story about a serial killer essentially and in Iceland which has hasn't happened the only documented serial killer in Icelandic history was like 500 years ago <laughs> someone who killed multiple people it just doesn't happen so there's that kind of there's different cultural things one I found really interesting there's an important plot point in the series at one point where it's near the end of an episode near the middle where they feel like the uh someone's rushing to the the aid of someone uh, one detective's rushing to the aid of another detective 
because the the one who's coming to aid knows the other one's in danger, but the other one doesn't know he's in danger. And like she gets to the scene where she has to go inside and she has to go to the trunk and get the code to unlock the gun safe. Because police officers go. don't carry guns. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and the fumbling through it and all that and building the tension is like, that's something that you don't see in America. No, in America, if it's the cops showing up and that like that guns out, <laughs> like the yeah. the tension is in whether or not whether or not you see the the th- you know where they take the thumb and click the clip the the safety the off, safety yeah. snap off you know, yeah you have literally someone has to go to a trunk makes a phone call to the central office has to get the code to unlock the gun safe. <laughs> okay, I was I'm always curious about that with anything that originates outside the U.S. because I run into it. I mean, I watch horror like. More often than anything, any type of movie, I watch horror stuff from yeah. other countries. And I ever, you know, I find myself watching things where I'm like, you know, usually horror is pretty, pretty much horror is pretty much horror. You know, there's like a killer, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But then there's always, you know, like in a horror movie, you usually, a lot of times there's, there's some amount of levity or humor that, uh, that you offset. Like there's a killing and then they, you, you bring that down and you have character stuff and, and humor and everything to kind of release. And then you build back up to a, something you know horrific or tense tense or whatever and i always find myself like well clearly they're, they're playing this for a joke but i don't it's supposed it. to be funny i don't know why it's funny but i know that's what they're trying to do because i'm not french <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so like i mean a lot of the shows i've actually watched in the past few years have been icelandic because i've been there so i totally understand and get that landscape and i've been to i've been there enough to kind of get a sense of that culture and you know Part of it, Reykjavik is completely different than the small town culture. Um, And Reykjavik is weird in that it's like, it's the best way I could describe it that might relate to you and I don't, the the two of you, a lot like Green Bay. I often call Green Bay, it's it's a small town with a lot of people in it. Yeah, sure. So, you know, there's like 200,000 people who live in the Reykjavik area and, you know, but there's still a small town feeling that everyone knows everyone. So if there's a story about someone who got murdered, like everyone in the city knows it. <laughs> they like, oh yeah, I know that person. Like uh, our grandpa. Yeah, he, exactly. <laughs> like my, my, like our mom's dad. We've talked about him on the show where he knew yeah. everybody in, the, in like three counties. Yeah. So there's just, you know, even in the big city, there's that small town connection, but then there's, there's the, also the city side of it in parts it's yeah it's just kind of a unique thing i've started i watched a few things that aren't icelandic including one i just started that's set in small town in finland near the russian border and i'm you know that's that's a little bit new and different and you start to see the subtleties of things that are different there um just a little bit but i've like i said i've watched a lot of icelandic ones having been there a couple times now because i feel like you know I, i i get the setting in the landscape I get a little bit of that cultural, how the culture works, especially in those small towns. And being a small town person myself, I get that too. There's some, there's some connection there. Because a lot of the times the story takes place in the countryside. You know, the, the Reykjavik cops are going out to, to investigate because that's the only place where they have cops. <laughs> <laughs> like in the, in the murders, uh, there's a town that, and I've been to the town, Borgerness, which is like, 45 minute drive north of Reykjavik city limits and there's one cop in the town you know they call him the chief of police but they never show another cop (laughs) he's he's the only one so um you know of course the the Reykjavik detectives have to go out and actually help because 
what, what's one cop in a small town supposed to do? <laughs> if you think about it, you know, in our case, where we grew up in small town, northern Wisconsin, there was more than one cop. <laughs> yeah. Even, a, even in a small town. But they're, it's like, well, we have, we have a police department and we have one officer who handles most stuff. And if anything big comes up, we'll call Reykjavik and they'll come help us. Because <laughs> the police force is nationalized. It's not as localized as it is. That's a lonely job. What happens when that one cop gets sick? <laughs> or breaks their leg? Or... At one point, they go talk to, the, to the, the previous cop, the one who retired. Oh, that's great. <laughs> He's living in a home. <laughs> He's like 78 years old or something like that, living in a home. They have to go talk to him because they have to talk to him about something that happened in the past. And they have to go dig up a, an old police report and ask him questions about it because he signed it. <laughs> yeah, I just, I mean, I recommend Valhalla Murders, especially. I will recommend uh, the one that I've been rewatching, Case, I recommend a lot. Although that one gets really, really, really dark when it comes to sexual abuse. So I, I would say if that's not going to be your thing, you should stay far away from it. That's the, um, the SVU of... No, it's not quite SVU. It's not quite the same thing. <laughs> um, it, makes, it makes SVU look tame at times. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it gets, it gets really dark in the middle. I remember I started watching it, and I was talking to someone, one of my colleagues at school about it, and I said, you should really watch it. That was like three episodes in. And then a couple days later, I'd watched a few more. I went back and be like, no, you probably should not You don't want to watch that. <laughs> I take it back. I changed yeah. I'm really sorry I recommended that to you. Can um, you, when they do the next season, or sorry, since it's a European show, the next series, yeah. Um, can you ask them, can we, can we write in and request that they get iced tea <laughs> to play um, a, a police officer character? Who needs to, uh, who is like, explained? <laughs> who, who is completely like just dumbfounded that there's any crime whatsoever. <laughs> He plays the he plays the in cast role of the audience who needs exposition. Or or you know what? Have him play his actual SVU character and he comes over and he's the knowledgeable one. Like he's yeah. taken all of that knowledge that he got, even though that he's even though he's the one who doesn't understand a lot of stuff that's going on yeah. amongst the other SVU characters, he knows more about that stuff than the cops in Iceland because the cops in Iceland just don't deal with it like cops. Yeah, in he's like, Yeah, this US. sick piece of crap gets off on it. <laughs> <laughs> And then you have some some Iceland character say, "You mean pop. like <laughs> they still you mean, they still mean like it's Icelandic. when you when you when you eat too much chocolate, or when you bet too much money on the ponies, <laughs> when you have to have a drink all every weekend." But no, they do like they do uh, Icelandic uh, references instead. Sure, sure. <laughs> what's what's the uh, what's gam what what do people gamble on in Iceland? Is there gambling? Public sponsored? You don't know. You've been over there a bunch of times. You I've never the, seen gambling. Anywhere. You haven't gone no, to I've the casino? casino. There's no casino in Reykjavik. No. Um, you know, alcohol's still a big vice. Um, sure. Like how? So it's like how you're an alcoholic and you really want to get really drunk, but you can't afford it because alcohol costs so much because it's heavily taxed. Yeah. Stuff like that. Or you can have him ask questions about the elves. <laughs> Like that's the one thing he won't know anything about. Yeah. So it's like when the so it's like <laughs> when the elves make the road department move the road to a different place. So that we don't... <laughs> you think Ice T would be up for that? I haven't heard. Maybe. <laughs> I'll tweet him. 
You tweet him, I'm, I'm buddies with ice. In a special uh, crossover episode, Detective Tutuolo gets bonked in the head with a flower pot and suddenly remembers everything he's been told over the past 20 seasons and moves to Iceland <laughs> and becomes the, uh, the best uh, sex crimes detective that country's ever seen. Right, but they bung, have bung. to every for every episode they have to get him out of the psychiatric ward because he's remembered everything <laughs> that he's ever seen all at once. And then and they he just, he just can't handle it. He can't handle it, so he checks himself in, and they have to like he's there voluntarily, so they can take him out. But oh. they have to come in and convince him to come out. I thought they had to break him out and then like build a giant war machine to get out of a tricky situation. <laughs> We're turning this into the A team now. <laughs> <laughs> No, but in these dark times, if you like dark TV, go seek out some of these. <laughs> go for it. Or just turn uh, your brightness down. Yeah, I'll specifically, rec- <laughs> I'll specifically recommend Valhalla Murders, which is on Netflix right now. If you want to go darker and some really, really creepy stuff isn't going to bother you too much, watch Case, which is also on Netflix. Um, I've just Starring Ice-T. Borderland, which is also on Netflix. <laughs> That's the Finnish one. Um, but there's tons out there. And yeah, it'll keep you engaged in these very dark times. You heard cool. it here on Nurburger first. Yeah, there's a lot of and and, and here's the thing. Um, the uh, uh oh, is he Swedish? I think he's Swedish. Hold on. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to misspeak. I don't want to just be like, well, he's got to be Swedish because they're all Swedish, right? No. Does his name sound like, like the Swedish chef might say it? Is it like Herndy, 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 Herndy? Um. Let me find. Let me double check the name of the guy and where's the game show theme? Make sure that. Thank you for joining us. For is he Swedish? Okay, there's the guy's name, and now so now I'm gonna look up him. (laughs) Make sure he's Swedish before I say this. I think he is Swedish or not Swedish. He is. Yes, he was born in Stockholm. Um, Simon Stalinog, who is the artist who imagined these, this alternative 1980s um, with this weird tech. It's like, it's, it's totally the 1980s, like computers with floppy disk drives, nobody has a cell phone, all that stuff. But then there's like this weird tech stuff that's gotten developed by this company, um, this consortium of scientists that like are doing like, you know, pr- weird science kind of stuff, right? Um, and that's what Tales from the Loop is the TV show, the Amazon Prime show that I was just talking about. That's what that's built around. Um, and it's based on his, he did like these art books with narrative that to kind of describe this world um, and the, the show. And there's an art, there's a role-playing, <clears throat> excuse me, a role-playing game for it that came out a couple of years ago that I've actually played. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's modeled as sort of the, you know, like kids go on an adventure movie kind of thing, like Goonies and E.T. and that sort of thing. Like the 80s kids go on an adventure stories. Um, but yeah, so that we're, we're, we're all over, uh, um, Scandinavia and the Nordic yeah. countries, all those cold places other than Canada, With um, bleak, dark landscapes. And- yeah. Yeah. And the artwork, <clears throat> the artwork that inspired it and everything. And, and so therefore some of the shots of, in the TV show are, the, are like those bleak landscapes. It's like, it's here's winter, there's ice and snow on the lake. And there's this one like metal tower with a few lights on it that's blinking. And it's part of this, like somebody built that. We don't know who built it as viewers. Like it's part of this world of this little town that has this, uh, this weird stuff going on because it's, 
because of this uh, scientific community that works underground in the in a place called the Loop. Oh, it's not in Chicago. No, okay. not that Loop. Okay. Tales from the Loop. That's a diff. That's a completely different kind of story. Sh- Tales from the Chicago Loop, like just <laughs> stuff that happens on the elevated train. <laughs> That's got a lot more nudity in it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not so much these days. <laughs> so, hey, yeah. Thanks for playing, Izzy Swedish. Join us next week with a whole new round of contestants. We might even shake up the country. <laughs> Is she Nigerian? Stellan Skarsgård. <laughs> Simon Stalinhog. <laughs> See, because in my head, I was thinking Simon with an S, Stalinhog with an S. I'm like, he's Swedish, right? It's all S. That's, that's how I connected this, right? I'm like, that's a stupid American thing to think, but maybe that's why I assumed, but maybe that's why I told myself it was like, but yes, he oh, so wasn't that got, born in Sweden. Yeah, that's why we call it Nordic Noir, Craig. We, got, we've been over this. The, the little loop, the loopy over the A. The loopy? Yeah, so his name, <laughs> if you were actually going to pronounce that right, it would be Simon Stolenhag. See, it's, got a, it's not got a loopy. It's got a little circle, right? Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, but that would be yeah. Stolenhag. Okay, so it's got an A, which you want to pronounce A or A or A, but then it's got a little tiny O that over yep. the little tiny O overrides the great big A. So yep. you pronounce it Stolenhag. Yeah, because hmm. the O in those languages is more like an O sound. Okay. Closer, closer to so it's Simon. 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 It'd be Simon. Yeah. Simon so, Stolen Hog. So their vowels are O, E, I, U, U. Is there an A without the little thingy above? <laughs> a, a yeah, little like bit the above hog it? at the end of it is just Stolen Hog. Oh, sure. There, of course there is. I'm looking at the name. Craig, you're an idiot. Is there an A that doesn't have the little thing? Like you, you mean like the A that's at the end of the name? Yeah, and there's also an A with the, the umlaut out of it, which is the ah sound, like hats and bats and cats. That's that's the Bastin. That's the Bastin. Yeah, <laughs> that's like what, what O like sounds like in Boston. Umlaut. Like when you're pooping out of your cat. <laughs> yeah, the A with the umlaut. Down by the pack. <laughs> pack your cat. Pack I packed the cat and pooped out of it. Go Pats. <laughs> Pats. Pats would have the two dots. <laughs> we should. There we go. That's, that's, that's something that we can, uh, we can work on. We can workshop that with some of our people who like to ask these questions and workshop stuff. Um, is see if we can come up with a, uh, a common alphabet for all the languages where we use as many of the little things above the letters as possible, like the little tildes and umlauts and everything we use as many of those as possible and we consolidate like you never see like like uh um the name anya which you know might be anja or anya it's got to be a n enya a which is the the spanish n with the tilde the the little squiggle above it so we we add all of those in there so that way i can look at all my vowels and know exactly what they are by the little squiggly that's on top of it whatever that might be all the vowels of the the whole world has to use that yeah like a metric system. <laughs> <laughs> Except it'll be completely confusing, whereas the metric system is built on, like, order. <laughs> if you had to take every possible sound that exists in every language in the world, you know how many symbols you'd have? <laughs> I've got no problem with that. In my opinion, the alphabet song is too short. 
Campbell's well, impossible vowels of the world. I've got news for you. There are countries in the world that have longer alphabets. <laughs> yeah, there's ones that have shorter ones too. <laughs> Is it Hawaii's got 14 letters in their alphabet, something like that? Or you know, Hawaiian, that is to say. Hawaii, you know. Yeah, they, a lot of the northern like uh, Inuit languages are, are pretty limited too. And then there's some of those language. Yeah, there's languages out there that have like 40 letters. What language has the most letters, Craig? <laughs> Let's find out. I'll put with most <laughs> letters. Here we go. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> All right. I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong, but Khmer. Yeah, the Cambodian one. I just found K-H-M-E-R, Cambodian has how many, Kurt? 74 <laughs> letters in the alphabet. Wow. That are listed in the alphabet, some of which are not currently used. What? <laughs> They've gone out of style. Apparently. <laughs> well, um, the English language used to have letters that don't exist and we don't use anymore. Yeah, but That's we don't true. consider thorn to be a letter in the language anymore. Unless you go to Iceland. <laughs> yeah. But I don't I don't understand how they described it as like including I guess it's because it's a Guinness book thing. They're saying like this has the most letters across its history, even though some of the letters are not really used anymore. Yeah. Like some of the great examples, those North Germanic languages, um, some of them for a while used to use the letter C and then they kicked it out because it's unnecessary. Because letter C is unnecessary because we could replace every sound in the English language that uses a C with a different letter. And then there's a language in that is spoken by a pr less than 4,000 people on the island of Bougainville, Papua New Guinea, that has um, only 12 letters that represent 11 phonemes. So there's two letters that duplicate a phoneme. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Even the 12-letter alphabet has a duplicate. Has the 12-letter <laughs> alphabet has too many letters. <laughs> Sp spoken by less than 4,000 people, and it's all specifically on one island. Man, language is amazing. Maybe I should learn another one with all this extra time I have in my hands. <laughs> I'm going to pick the easy one. I'll do this one. I'll learn this one that only has 12 letters. Yeah, because I'm sure the grammatical structure will be exactly the same. And I'll have so many people that I can, that I can talk to and practice with. Yeah, I'll, have to, I'll have to, I'll have to uh, reach out to the uh, whatever Bougainville, Papua New Guinea website is, whatever. They've got some sort of, there's got to be some, like, forum that i can get a hold of people that speak that language is like on the internet can we talk yeah because the hard the hard part of learning a new language is definitely the letters and not you know grammatical rules <laughs> <laughs> well and, and and i might it might bite me in the ass it might only have 12 letters and and that's easy relatively speaking but then the the grammar could be incredibly complicated and then then that's my problem to deal with <laughs> but i'm going to try to make part of it at least a little easier because once again i am lazy thank you for playing alphabets of the world <laughs> join us next week when we learn even more alphabets from space <laughs> we're not going to learn more alphabets alphabet. i've rewatched re some futurama and so i'm i get to see the alien language in the background i'm only i've only watched some of the early episodes so it's only the one alien language because they eventually People deciphered that alien language pretty quickly, and then they did another one on the show that was more difficult to decipher. I believe the first language that they introduced in the early seasons was just a, a, a substitution alphabet. You know, every symbol just had a corresponding letter in English. And they made the next one more difficult.
So anyway, there we go. Alphabets of the world and Futurama in the year <laughs> 2000. Do we have is time for... A, is that an episode, Mike? Or do we have time for a Kevin question? Oh, I suppose. Sure. Okay. 143 question. I have always enjoyed watching the local news to be informed about what is going on in my community. And because... I can vouch for this because I've watched it with him at his place. <laughs> and because of the slow train wreck that is local news. <laughs> this... I can vouch for that, too. <laughs> so he kind of MST3Ks his own local news? Is that what happens at Kevin's house? Um... Kind of, yeah. Okay. Fair. Some some places are better than others. Um, with the work-from-home world we now live in, the weather forecasters have been doing the weather from home, but the sportscasters have been coming into the studio. I checked the other local stations. Same thing. Weathercasters at home, sports still in studio. How does this make sense? There is still weather. There is barely any sports. Shouldn't this be the other way around? Thanks, Kevin. That's a very good question well presumably with social distancing you only let one person come into the studio and everyone else works from home so maybe just have the uh the person who's the low person on the totem pole who has absolutely nothing to do that's it they're the most expendable they're the most expensive (laughs) also since they have so little to do they can now count their drive time as clock hours there you go So, so they got to put it. They got to put in some hours. Equity. Yeah, there's some sort of equity, you know. So they can spend they can spend the time driving to and from the studio, and then sit there and be like, "Let's find out what's happening in baseball, okay, <laughs> basketball, okay, hockey, okay, the Olympics." Um, <laughs> I'm done. I can go home now, and you have a three hour day and two hours of it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we need to. Uh... It's equity. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking it's it's the it's the fact that they're that they're expendable, that they're the ones that get to be in the sure. studio and moving around in society and exposing themselves because they have nothing to actually do. To do it because they're sports guys and they're big and tough and they think this coronavirus ain't gonna get me. That or they're bored. <laughs> that too. <laughs> and we still have weather, so those people are important, so they have to stay at home. Yeah. <laughs> But the thing about the weather is, yes, we still have weather to report on, but yep. like it has less of an impact. For most people, it's just a question of like, well, what am I going to be missing out on? You know, <laughs> like, what am I going <laughs> to... That's oh, yeah, true. The weather only matters if you go outside. <laughs> <laughs> am I going to have to worry about the pitter-patter of rain on my windows? Is that going to distract me from watching 70 hours of Netflix this weekend? They're pretty much just there for tornado warnings. That's all that that really matters to anybody that's stuck in their house right you know and and that's okay because i you know tornadoes are that's bad news we we, we got to have those warnings because you know we've we've talked about this like if a tornado ever hits my building here i'm gonna die yeah, that's right you're um, gonna from, get from, from you're gonna get covered <laughs> go ahead mike <laughs> yeah you're gonna you're gonna get lacerated with all the broken glass and then sucked partially out the window and get entangled and strangled in your blinds yeah i've got in giant the process blinds. so what I imagine happening is I won't know that the tornado's warning's coming because um, I don't watch regular news programs and I'm not online constantly. And when a siren goes off out there, it's no louder than a train going by, so I'll ignore it because I'm used to it. So the tornado will come through. It'll blow open the windows. Um, the glass will, uh, will, will shred some, enough of the blinds to 
lacerate me and get me bleeding and then the rest of the blinds will fall on me and i'll be all tied up in them on the floor and i won't be able to free myself and i'll bleed that well, i always i always pictured you you um suspended in the mangled blinds in, sure. in the window opening <laughs> that could be too and i'd be you know, bouncing up and down like with an accordion sound going i'm like <laughs> with like <laughs> pieces from your apartment like all the you know the the books and the dvds and the stuff that's all the stuff behind you on your nerd shelf like pelting you one by one thunk 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 and you're like ow ow oh, yeah ow. but only but only the stuff from one half of my apartment sure the other half of the apartment will be untouched that's right like those shelves over there everything <laughs> exactly in the same place it is right now the shelves back behind me are turned into, you know, a, a thousand paper cuts from those gaming books that get <laughs> flung at me while I'm suspended from this from the blinds. <laughs> How did he die? Well, apparently it was death by a thousand cuts, literally. <laughs> yeah, I have a basement. I'm good. <laughs> well, I mean, and I, 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 I don't have to go very far to get into an interior area that's, like, well True. protected from the outside. Just get up, get out get out my apartment get down this little hallway here and get into the in my apartment or out to the uh you know the, the hallway of the apartment there's no windows anywhere there yeah i mean well your your bathroom is pretty well protected and the bathroom's probably fine yeah you have a you just go down the hallway toward the uh the elevator and there's an interior stairwell next to the elevator right that's pretty well protected you could take that all the way down to the basement yeah. I think I'll go up on the roof deck instead. There you there's go. Gonna be a if a tornado rolls through, because we've been informed that the roof deck that nobody ever uses is closed. Um, <laughs> because they don't want people co congregating up there because that happened so much before. Apparently. <laughs> I've been on the roof deck one time. I have never once driven by my apartment or been pulling up to my apartment and seen somebody up on the roof. I've never once seen it in any way, shape, or form. I've never seen evidence of anybody being on the roof deck. When I was up there that one, like once or twice on the roof deck, I looked around and was like, I don't see any evidence of any people ever having been. It's a happening there were spot. no cigarette butts or nothing. Yeah, empty cans. Of, yeah. Hard candy left, wrappers. Not even the old people chair. were up here. Yeah. Someone left a chair. <laughs> oh, it looks like, you know, Emily and, uh, you know, 60-year-old Emily in apartment, blah, 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 was up here because here's a bunch of Werther's candy <laughs> No, nothing like that. And you can see the uh, the 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 footsteps and the cane, with the cane marks next to them in the pollen on the deck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had a pollen count last week of eight thousand nine hundred and eighteen. So everyone starts sneezing and coughing. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go out. The, the pollen the the pollen exploded off the trees, and my car was right underneath the tree. Luckily, was... your car is already golden colored. Yeah, but the pollen is still kind of greenish gold, and it was, it was covered, and I had to go out for something, and it was covered, and I was like, this is just going to keep happening. I'm not going to go through a car wash. I'm just going to have pollen on my car because I may not be back out in my car for a while, and I'm not going to go through a car wash now because it's just going to happen tomorrow. Um, so I just drove my car around like that, and then as it turns out, I needed to go out for something a few days later, and there was, we did not have any rain. There was no pollen on my car. Weird. I don't know what happened. Did we have a windy night? <laughs> like we had rain at like right after the big pollen counts. Okay, maybe there was just. I mean, I don't. But it was in the middle of the rain. night. There were no signs of any rain. Maybe we got just like just enough. 
just like a little sprinkles, just enough to kind of wipe, to wash it off. But there was nothing significant. Anyway, that's that's not exciting to anybody, not even to me, and I'm the one who told it. So are we done? Yep, that 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 should do it. <laughs> All righty. Thanks, Kurt. You're Good to welcome. see you. <laughs> Literally see me. Yeah. Now's now's our time. We're going to try to entertain people. Now's the time to do a video cast sometime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just saying. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike, where can they find us? <laughs> they can uh, find us in audio format at nerdburgershow.com. Nerdburgershow on the Twitters and the Facebook email is nerdburgershow at gmail.com with your suggestions, millennials and older, for things that you want us to ask a Gen Z guest. And uh, you can go to the newly designed nerdburgergames.com. Now, with the return of the Nerdburger Games blog every Tuesday and uh, Capers Weekly every Thursday, I'm going to put something up for Capers, something brand new for Capers. Lord knows you have time to do this now. What's that? <laughs> Lord knows you have time to be doing this now. Well, you know, this was something I was planning before all this happened, too. But, uh, like, I can generate something for Capers pretty darn quickly. Like, I can write a power or, or generate an NPC pretty fast. I kind of designed the game. Um, so that's happening. Um, and you can go to uh, kickstarter.com and look for Capers Offworld for, uh, to, to back the Capers Offworld Kickstarter. If you don't have uh, the core book or the other stuff, you can get all of that. You can get the core book, you can get other supplements, you can get all that kind of stuff as part of the Kickstarter. And the prices uh, that you get them for on the Kickstarter are equal to or cheaper than what you will find retail, um, kind of depending on what you get. On the next episode of Nerd Burger, Mike and Craig do the entire episode in Danish complete with potatoes in their mouths. So, Mike, you need to um, either shop for potatoes or get potatoes delivered or something, and I'll do the same. I'll, I'll grow some. going to grow some, like, between your toes? I'll grow some using my, my own feces. Much like Matt feces. Damon in the film The Martian. <laughs> sure. And whose poop was the stinkiest? In that movie, Johansson. Huh? It all comes back to the Scandinavia. Sure. <laughs> They're the worst. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> what? <laughs> Just you think we kidding. have a lot of Norwegian listeners? <laughs> that kind of thing does not sound good coming from a German person. Come on. Ooh. <laughs> That's okay. Kurt doesn't have one of those little mustaches. He's fine. Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's, the, that's the second most famous person with that mustache. Yeah, I'm yeah, bringing this... the Chaplin back. Charlie well, Chaplin. I've seen people that have, out of boredom, there's people that, like, you know, they've shaved off their facial hair or, or cut their own hair or dyed their hair, all this kind of stuff. And I've seen, whenever somebody goes from full beard to cleanly shaven, they always do it in stages. Yeah, and the very last they... thing. <laughs> is the Hitler mustache <laughs> is you know they go and they shave everything off so it's just a goatee and mustache and then they shave the middle of the chin down so you got like the walrus um and then they'll shave the uh the the rest of the, the beard hair off so it's just got like a cop stash or a porn stash um and then I still ha- I haven't seen it but I'm waiting for it for somebody to just take it down to the <laughs> yep right to the right to the edge of the nostril right there yep. that's all it is go ahead 
You should do that. <laughs> I shave myself, shave my facial hair in stages. Um, somebody goes and pledges a bunch for the Kickstarter. I'll, ah! do that. <laughs> I'll make that. A, I'll make that a, a premium tier for three hundred dollars. I will shave all my facial hair off, and I will style it for three hundred bucks. Shave it down. I will style it into the the types of facial hair you want to see. <laughs> Am I leaving this in the episode? Is that real? <laughs> no, no, that's not real. Oh, okay, so I'm leaving it in the episode, but it's not real. You can you can leave it in the episode, but it's it's not a it's not a backer level on okay. the Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably have to put because they're gonna. I'm gonna need to put it on the internet, and somebody's gonna. You know, I would have to put the caveat in there that I will not shave it down to a chaplain. Sorry, <laughs> putting my face on the internet forever with my mustache as like that. No, sir. <laughs>